Thank you for listening to the City Lights podcast. You can visit us on Sundays, 10 a.m. at 4100 20th Street in Greeley. We hope you enjoy the message. Thank you guys for being here. I just want to say thank you to people who serve week in and week out. This is quite an undertaking to have a set up and tear down church. Did you guys know this? I say this a lot, but I want to just say thank you when you serve. Matt and his wife are up there, and they do, they do our, they're our usher team leads. They come in, and they take out all the offering envelopes from the other church, put ours in every single week. They put away their pens and put our pens in and then put it back. Did you know this is a job? This is a job. They do this every week. There's no, it's a pretty thankless job, so thank you. We love you guys. <laughs> I also want to thank those of you on our prayer team that, that come fired up. We're seeing miracles. Thank you to Hospitality for cutting that little fruit up in the water. It's just a little special touch. you guys appreciate that? It's those things, the coffee. We appreciate that. And I just wanted to say thank you. Um, this morning, I, so I've been asking the Lord, what, what should I speak about? It's always such an honor to be able to communicate with you. Some of you guys are like professional Christians. You're very far along in your walk with God. You've seen some fire. You have been stared some demons in the face and won, you know? This is a room of people who've walked through some stuff. So when I speak, I'm actually honored, and sometimes I feel like the drum, little drummer boy that's like, I have no gift to bring, <laughs> you know, because I respect the heck out of most of you guys in that way. Uh, but some of you are learning in God, and so it's like, okay, God, how do you teach people who just or maybe check in church out for the first time? How do you teach people who know a lot more about God than I do at this journey point in my life? And all I heard as I was praying is gratitude. Gratitude. I just heard the word gratitude over and over and over and over. You know why? Gratitude, we can all grow in it. It is something that pleases God. He talks about it a lot in his word. And how many of you guys know people that wandered the desert for 40 years in the, in, uh, the, the children of Israel after they left Egypt? Do you guys know what kept them from going into the promised land? Grumbling and complaining. So I feel like this is something all of us can tune up to and grow in our gratitude this morning. I know it's not Thanksgiving. I know it's not November. But, and I know right now for me, it's less pie, less thigh season. <laughs> Anyone else? <laughs> We're like, okay, enough with the Thanksgiving. Can we be thankful now? Can we be thankful for this coming year? Can we be thankful for coming through uh, 2019? Can we be grateful today? Yeah. We are blessed. I'm thankful that the days are getting longer. Oh, man. Right? Praise God. It's almost spring. I'm so excited. I'm going to get on top of some 14ers this year. I'm thankful for breath in my lungs. I'm thankful I didn't die last year in a car accident. I'm thankful I'm not paralyzed and my spinal cord was intact after I broke two vertebrae in my neck last year. I am so thankful. I am so thankful. I am thankful that we have clean water that we get to drink every day. I'm thankful that when we go to the restroom, all of that just disappears out of our life <laughs> forever. Never to be thought of again. Do you guys know how many countries where people, it's, it's, it's kids are dying of diarrhea because their, their waste system is close to their drinking water. Like, are we thankful? I know it's funny, but like, are we thankful? 
we get to do this? Are we thankful we can meet here in a free society where we can praise our God and have his very words in our hands and it's not illegal? Our government's going crazy right now, but at least we have a voice, right? At least we can vote and we can speak up and have a voice. It is powerful. Are we thankful today? I'm, when I'm down here worshiping, you know, I, this is more of a charismatic church. We're pretty expressive with our worship and praise to God. Some of you, that's like breathing for you. Some of you, that makes you feel very uncomfortable and you're more private with your faith. I will say this. My heart, when I'm worshiping and praising God, is expressing gratitude because the girl that I was has no business speaking in front of you today apart from the love of Jesus. I worship him with my hands. I praise him with my voice because I'm so thankful that I was lost and now I'm found, that I was blind and now I see. Are we thankful today? When we worship, we give him praise for everything he's brought us through. Yeah, come on, let's clap. That's good. I love when science actually catches up with God. Did you guys know that they've done a lot of science on gratitude? Did you know that gratitude is the most healthy emotion for your body? It is the most healthy thing you can do for your body. Of all the emotions, gratitude is the healthiest one. Did you know that? There is science that, that um, grateful people are healthier. Grateful people are happier. There are studies and statistics on this stuff. They do MRIs and test people's brain. They test the outcome in people's lives. They're more altruistic, so they want to serve. They want to give. They want to get involved. Grateful people sleep better. Did you know this? It's a fact. They do. Grateful people um, when you have gratitude, it helps you cope with life's difficulties. So we're not just going to be up here being pretend optimistic where we deny that there's problems and pain in our lives, right? This is real. We face stuff that's annoying. I'll tell you later. Trust me, I see it every day. Lots of things that annoy me. Um, but, but God turns our pain into someone else's gain. Come on. God turns our mess into a message for somebody else when we can get grateful. Did you know that um, being grateful will help your marriage? Some of you prayed for a spouse, and now all you can do is gripe about them. Some of you are like, God, I just want to get married. You're married, and you're like, take them back. <laughs> Somebody else will take them. So be grateful. Come on. There's a lot of lonely people out there. Be thankful. Did you know that grateful people um, get promoted faster at work? Did you know they have better relationships? Did you know they have better interpersonal skills? Grateful people. And then there's a the last thing I wanted to say about just the science of it is there's something they've been studying in the adult brain called neuroplasticity. Anyone know what I'm talking about? Dr. Caroline Leaf does a lot of study on this. She's a Christian um, brain scientist, and she has a lot of amazing stuff on this. But what happens in your brain when you think a thought, pretend your brain is like a jungle, and it's never been walked through before. So the first time you're at a stoplight, and you're like, I feel angry. I feel angry that I'm in traffic. It's like your brain thinks this thought, and inside of your brain, it's like this machete starting to ch -ch 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 go through the forest saying, I'm angry, I'm angry, I'm angry. 
You come back the next day, you sit in traffic, and you're like, I feel angry that I'm in traffic right now. Then your brain starts to build a trail because you've already bushwhacked that pattern. And so you're thinking, every time I'm in traffic, I'm angry. That's easier for me to think. I feel angry. I'm just going to be angry. You get back there. It reinforces it. There starts to be a dirt road that's a little bit wider of I'm in traffic. I'm angry. I'm, I am angry. Then you come back to it again. It becomes a four-lane highway. And then it becomes an interstate of every time I get in this situation, my body responds in rage and anger because I've taught myself to think that thought that many times that my brain literally has rewired to make it really easy for me to be angry. This is actual science. I'm not teaching you something weird, new age. This is real. So in the same way, when we're grateful, that's why the science works because in the physical brain, the more grateful you are, your, your brain begins to wire itself to gratitude to feeling content, to feeling like things are okay as they are. And then you begin to have freeways and, and interstates and four-lane highways in your brain of joy, of contentment, of not comparing yourself, of feeling very thankful, right? So that's kind of what I'm after this morning is to help us to have uh, the right kinds of pathways in our brain that is giving glory to God, yes? All right, I'm going to give you just three things that, that gratitude does for us spiritually. So I just kind of talked about the things in science that, that it's good for, but I want to talk to you about Thanksgiving and the benefits it will have to you spiritually. Number one, gratitude ushers us into God's presence. Okay, actually, Leslie read this verse this morning that I want to start with. It's Psalm 100, verse 4. If you guys want to get there, you can scroll Scroll, feel free, or open this beautiful ancient thing that I prefer. It's called a Bible. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. So, Psalm 100, verse 4. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise to his name. This is a picture in Jerusalem and uh, the city. When they would come to the temple, they would literally pass through a physical gate to get to the courts, and then it would take them into the place where the priest could go into the presence of God. So there's an appropriate way to come into God's presence. Did you guys know this? You can be with him anytime. Yes, he lives in your heart. But sometimes we hit this wall of thinking, I can't feel God. I don't feel him. I don't think he loves me anymore. I don't think he's around. Well, are you entering by giving him thanks and praise first? What's your approach? Are you just throwing your gripes at him? Or are you saying, I'm going to stop and I'm going to give you honor because you're the creator? You don't have to do anything you choose to. You don't have to love me. You choose to love me. Wow, thank you. I'm not entitled to be loved. He chose to love me and I'm grateful. Is that powerful? Awesome. So when we started our 14 days of prayer and fasting, we were very intentional because when we come into his gates with praise and thanksgiving, there's praise and thanksgiving are almost interchangeable. So praise is giving God thanks and, and, and praise for who he is, right? So when we started our 14 days of prayer and fasting, we went through some of the Hebrew names of God. We went through first was Jehovah Shalom, who is, we praise him, he's the God of peace, so when we're coming before him, we say, thank you, you are the God of peace. I give you praise for that. 
And then second, we went to Jehovah Rapha. We were praising him. God reveals himself in all these ways in the Old Testament. You could do a study on it. I don't have time for that today. Um, so just trust me, if you would. Um, and then do your homework. <laughs> um, Jehovah Rapha is the God who heals. We give him thanks and praise that his nature is to heal. So we say, thank you. You're Jehovah, the God who heals. Jehovah Rapha. We went to Jehovah Jireh. God, I give you thanks and praise for who you are, that you are Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides. God has shown himself that he's a provider. We go to um, where it says, you are Jehovah Nisi. You are God, our banner. That means he is leading the way and fighting for us. He is going ahead of us, and he is fighting our battles. He is the banner over us, yes? And he is uh, Jehovah, I think it's called Saboth. Is that how you pronounce it? Yes, and this is the God um, of heaven's armies. And if that God is for me, who could be against me? So when we come before him, we give him praise for who he is. Give him praise. And then secondly, we thank him for what he's done, just like I did a couple minutes ago. I thank God for saving my life last year. I thank God for you guys all the time. I thank God for healing an ulcer that I had when I was 19 years old. He did a miracle and instantly healed my body, and I still give him praise for that. I still give him praise because ulcers stink. And I thank him for delivering me from a spirit of fear and insecurity. I used to be very, very, very insecure. And he delivered me. Okay, so when we're coming before God, we're thanking him for what he does. That's why we're so expressive, like I said. You can go to a football game and like, touchdown, raise your hands. Can you come to church and be like, God, thank you, touchdown, God. Touchdown, God, you're amazing. Mm -hmm. Sorry, getting in your business a little bit. <laughs> All right. And finally, we thank him for what he will do. So what we do is we go into this beautiful, beautiful book, and we look at all his promises, and we say, this is what you are going to do. I thank you that you will whatever. So we don't look at our circumstance and say, this defines I'm hopeless. No one's ever going to love me. We look to the Bible, and Leslie said the first two that I had on my list this morning. So weird. Beautiful. We thank him that his love endures forever. Okay, if your kids are going crazy and they're not serving God, you pull God's promises and you say, it says in your word that your faithfulness continues through all generations. Amen. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Those are things that we can declare over our family because they are part of the Bible. Okay, if you're feeling weak and tired and weary, you go to Isaiah and you say, he gives strength to the weary and he increases the power of the weak. So we thank him. Thank you, God, that you increase the power of the weak. I feel weak, but I thank you that you're going to increase my power. Yes, you're going to give me strength. And then if you're feeling like you're going through um, a, a hard season, you go to Isaiah it says, when, this is a promise from God. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not oversweep you. And when you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. I walked through stinking heck, heck, H-E double hockey sticks last year. And this verse was a verse of thanksgiving and a promise that I would not be overtaken by the fire. This is real, guys. If you lack wisdom, ask God who gives it generously to all without finding fault. It will be given to you. 
So this is what you do. You come before me. Thank you, God, you're going to give me wisdom. Thank you, God, you are generous with wisdom. I thank you for that. Do you guys hear what I'm saying? Gratitude for what he said he would do and actually using it to pull into our active, active lives, okay? All right. What happens when we come before him with thanksgiving? It says in Psalm 22:3. this is what Kurt said this morning. Everyone's preaching my message. Um, it says that, I put it in the King James. I don't know why, because it's fancy. <clears throat> thou art holy, thou hast, thou, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. So he inhabits, which means he will what? He'll remain. He'll dwell and he'll stay. He sits on praises. So when we come with the heart of thanksgiving, that's the tehillah. So um, in the Hebrew, he inhabits the praises. So he will sit and remain when we praise him. What is praise? It's a song of praise, adoration, and, and what? Thanksgiving. That's when God will sit and dwell among you and, be, um, and you will be changed in his presence. This is where if you're feeling distant from God, if you're feeling far from him, you say, I'm not giving him praise. Because when I begin to praise him, he will inhabit. He will dwell. He will stay. He will remain when I give him praise. Maybe that's how I have to start. Right? Amen. So it's a, it's a very powerful thing. Number two, when we have hearts of gratitude, it prepares a way for miracles. And this was modeled by Jesus. Jesus, two times in the book of John, um, gave a very simple prayer of thanks, and then a miracle happened. Very powerful. Um, let's go to John 6. And this is a story when Jesus is about to feed 5,000 hungry people, and it was more than that because they didn't count the men or the kids. Or the women. They did count the men. They didn't count the, the women or the children. And so Jesus is a little bit ornery, I think, sometimes. Because he looked at his disciples and he said, where shall we go to buy bread for these people to eat? Which is so funny. There's no possible way in Israel at that time that someone would be ready with that much food in the region that they were in. It's not possible. They would have to travel very, very, very far to go and get bread. And so one of the disciples said, eight months' wages would not be enough for all of these people to even have one bite. I'm like, what are you, crazy Jesus? And another guy, Andrew, of course, a lot of you know this story, came and said, there's a little boy with a lunch and it has five barley loaves and two small fishes. And then he says, but how far will this food go among so many people? So Jesus already knew in his heart what he was going to do, but he asked a question to, to the people. Sometimes you'll be in your situation and you'll be like, man, I don't have, I don't have enough to pay the rent this month. Rat row. I don't have enough, you know, what am I going to do? And I feel like this is a model sometimes when we come up to something that's impossible um, because something in our hands, not enough. Something in Jesus' hands with thanksgiving is more than enough. Okay, so John 6, 11, Jesus took the loaves and what? He gave thanks and distributed to those who were, who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish powerful. It's a powerful thing. Giving a simple thank you in the hands of Jesus is so much more powerful than us looking at our stuff apart from God. I propose that when we give God thanks for a little, 
that he can actually do exceedingly and abundantly more than we could ever ask or imagine. He really is the God of miracles. He really is the God who can stretch gas in a gas tank. I've had it happen. I don't know how. He is the God who, when you are thankful for little things, you end up getting rent that's way cheaper than the market value. You know, you find some kind of deal. Someone brings you diapers. You wake up with groceries on your porch. It happens all the time to people who are grateful for little, for a little boy's lunch. What's the little boy's lunch in your life that you can say, okay, I don't have rent, but look, this is what I have. Thank you, God. Thanks for feeding my kids today. It happens all the time. There are stories time and time again of people who are just thankful with little, and I tell you it happens a lot. People have it on their heart, drop out groceries on the porch. It's beautiful, and that's the kingdom of God. So gratitude precedes breakthrough miracles a lot. Um, Jesus gave thanks before he raised Lazarus from the dead. He said, I thank you, Father, that you hear me and you always hear me. He didn't say it for something powerful to, like, to, to be just Jesus. I think he was showing us what relationship with God is like. He was saying, you're faced with something horrible. Stop and say, thank you, God, you hear me. You always hear me. He didn't have to, like, scream and yell and, like, kick the door open for Lazarus. He just had confidence. I thank you, Father, that you hear me. He gave thanks because God has the power to raise the dead. You don't. He has all the power to do the miracle, but he hears you. You don't have to yell, right? You can yell if you're excited. Some of you, that's your style. Go for it. But you don't have to. He hears you. It's powerful. And then he raised his friend from the dead. Luke 17, there were 10 lepers. Leprosy was bad. You couldn't be around anyone. You had to be um, quarantined. You had to yell, I'm unclean, I'm unclean, because leprosy was so um, contagious. You couldn't be around people. So 10 people that had leprosy, which was a death sentence, Jesus heals 10 of them. And the Bible said that only one came back and said, thank you. Is that like biblical math, like 90% of people don't say thank you? Like these guys had a miracle that changed their life. They could be back in society. They could have a job. They could be back with their wife and their kids and their family. And only one said thank you. And the beautiful thing about when we come back and we just say thank you, Jesus, there was another level of breakthrough that happened for that person, that one. And it says this in Luke 17. Verses 15 through 19, the, the one, so this is the leper that came back to give praise. He said, when he saw he was healed, he came back praising God in a loud voice. That's what I'm saying in worship. You're just freaking out because you're like, thank you, God. Thank you, God. <laughs> thank you, God. I can't believe this. It's amazing. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and he thanked him. He was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, we're not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. And a lot of you guys know this that are professional Christians. But for those of us that have to actually study a little bit, um, that word well there at the end of that verse, if you want to put that back up, um, verse 19, your faith has made you well, is the word sozo. Sozo 
is not just healed physically from leprosy, which is what the other nine were. The other nine were healed physically. The word sozo is a powerful, more deeper word because it means that guy was made whole body, soul, and spirit. He was saved. He was made well on the inside and the outside. When he came back and gave thanks, it changed him and made him a new person from the inside. Is that amazing? So when we remember to come back and give thanks and praise to God, it will break through another level of, of God just touching your life. Just keep saying thank you, and he'll give more. He's very generous. And sometimes with relationships, we get stuck with people who are, um, who are hard to work with. Some of us, you have a boss, and you're like, okay, God, I'm thankful for my job, but my boss is the worst. <laughs> if you ever worked for a terrible boss, none of my staff better say yes. <laughs> this is the job before this job. Um, but we learned this principle. Actually, Robert, um, Robert Lovett actually taught Kurt and I this. What you do with someone who is difficult is you honor what is honorable. You be thankful for anything at all you can find about that person that's redeemable. That boss, because I've had a lot of bosses that were just challenging to work with, but do you know what? They taught me a lot. Thank you, God. They know the policies and procedures. And those things are important because they keep people safe. They keep systems moving forward. They keep accountability. They help us to be on the same page, right? So thank you, God. I'm grateful that to me it's annoying when people are so anal and little nerds. That's okay. I thank you. That's important to you. Do you know what I'm saying? We give praise for what is good. We honor what is honorable. Maybe you had p terrible parents that were abusive toward you, but maybe they had really great work ethic. Thank you, God, that I learned great work ethic from such a crazy vessel. I thank you that I learned that from them. I thank you, God, that I never went without a meal from those people. Thank you for your provision through that person in my life. Because with that neuroplasticity, when you are grateful, you begin to think and get those uh, good hormones and endorphins that will help you be out of depression. But if you go back to the past in a negative way, your brain doesn't know the difference of when trauma happened to you back when you were a kid that it does today. So when you go back with gratitude and you begin to release people and say, thank you, God, that I'm here and I'm safe. When I'm thinking about that person that hurt me, thank you, God, that they provided for me. Do you hear what I'm saying? Instead of those people were the worst and now I can't have a good life because I had that dad. Thank you, God, that I have a job because I learned work ethic. You guys hear me? It actually will rewire your brain when you reframe it that way and it's powerful with gratitude. Okay, number three, Gratitude changes the atmosphere. Gratitude changes the atmosphere. Okay. In the same way that grumbling and complaining is like contagious, that creates an atmosphere that is like demonic catnip. Because your words are in your in your mouth is is the power of life and death in your words. And when you begin to complain and grumble, it is totally unholy. I I, I have to tell you, I do it sometimes and I'm trying not to. I came across a lot of things as I've been preparing that were very annoying to me <laughs> that I wanted to grumble about. But 
I don't want to partner with the enemy. I want to please God with my words, okay? And I'm telling you, I'm aware of things, right? Hitting every red light when you're in a hurry is so annoying. I just want to grumble and complain. Um, I want to say this. So a couple gave us this beautiful prime rib roast on Christmas Eve to us. And that day, or maybe the day before, our oven broke. I was like, come on! Um, you have every opportunity. So anyway, the beautiful thing, I will say this. We learned about dry aging. How many of you know what dry aging is? Yeah, it's been this beautiful. So my husband looked it up, and he was able to preserve it until we got back from a vacation. And it was like the best roast we've ever had in our lives. It was beautiful. But anyway, at the, top, at the moment, it was tough. Um, what? Yeah. Um, so... Something that happened to me the other night that was really challenging where I had to shift the atmosphere with gratitude was um, Kurt took our, our younger daughter, Evie, to a daddy-daughter dance, which is so precious. Um, and so I wanted to take my daughter Trinity out um, to spend some time with me. And we went to Chick-fil-A for dinner with a good friend, and that was like her happy place. How many of you like Chick-fil-A? It's very anointed. Um, and then I told Trinity, so our oldest daughter, Trinity, has autism. So one of her favorite things to do is swim because it's like therapeutic and the water and it is her happy place and she looks forward to it. Every week she asks me, like, she wants to know the next time we get to go swimming. So we were looking forward to going swimming at the Funplex after we had Chick-fil-A. And I had this weird feeling when we were driving to the Funplex, and I was like, okay, I'm going to call and make sure the pool's still open, because that would stink if it wasn't. And so I called, and their voicemail said it was open until 8 p.m., and it was like 6.45, and I'm on the way. So I was like, okay, we have an hour. So we got to the Funplex, and I took Trinity into the changing room, got her ready. She jumps in the pool with her little goggles on, and she's like, Wee! in the little lazy river, just like, yeah. And I just said hi to the lifeguard. I said, you guys are open till 8, right? And she goes, no, we're actually closing at 7 today. And I look at the clock, and it was 6.55, and I'm like, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. And I've got to tell you, with a kid with autism, they basically yell and say everything we think, but we don't say it. <laughs> and they basically let it all out. <laughs> And so I just, my heart was broken, and I said, Trinity, I'm so sorry. We have to get out. And it was, like, devastating to her. I can't tell you. It's just something with special needs when it, is, it breaks your heart. So she just starts yelling, yes, swimming, yes, swimming, no, go home, you know, and just yelling. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. And literally I start tearing up because I'm like, you didn't do anything wrong. We just have to get out. And so I get her in the locker room, and she's just screaming and screaming and yelling. And I couldn't do anything about it. We walk out by the front desk. It's loud and echoey. And this 12-year-old beautiful girl is just losing her mind. No, go home. No, yes, swimming. Um, and then we, of course, go out of the fun place. She's screaming and yelling in the parking lot. And then we get in my car, and she's screaming and yelling in the car and hurting herself, you know, because she's very disappointed, and they have a little bit of impulse control. And so a little insight into our lives is there are so many times that I have had this happen where we're in public, and my daughter's screaming and crying, and I get in the car, and she won't calm down. And that's a point where I could sit there and be like, 
why didn't they change the voice memo? Why didn't or the message? You know, why didn't they say seven o'clock? This never would have happened. I was pretty upset, and then I thought about you. <laughs> I was like teaching on gratitude. I'm going to try this out. So, this is what I'm saying. Okay. Changing the atmosphere starts with changing the atmosphere inside of us before it changes around us. So what I did is my daughter is seriously in the back, and I'm sad for her, honestly, but I needed her to calm down because she was starting to hurt herself, and it was hurting my ears. And so I just sat there quietly. I didn't start my car. I just said, God, thank you that you hear me. Thank you that you love me. Thank you that you love Trinity more than I ever could. Thank you that you're here. I literally didn't even thank him for anything else. I just acknowledged, thank you that you're present right now. I cannot tell you, just thanking God, the, the God of the universe who has enough things going on that he actually, you feel his presence when you just thank him and you say, I do believe that you're here. And I do believe you love Trinity and I do believe you have a good plan. It actually shifted everything inside of me. Just gratitude. God, you see me, you hear me, and I thank you for it. It seems really simple and not that big of a deal, but you know what? That's what helps you maintain joy. The joy of the Lord is your strength, and when you know that God is with you and he sees you, you can walk in a lot of joy, okay? What happened after that was she began to calm down. I think it was because I started to calm down because they vibe off of you. Then I calmed down, and she started calming down, and then I was like, okay, let's go get some ice cream. So anyway, it was fine. <laughs> but the key there is the atmosphere changing of thanking God, even in the middle of the crazy chaos, um, powerfully changes the atmosphere. Okay? Before you can change the atmosphere around yourself, you have to change it inside of yourself, which means we put praise on our lips. We put thanksgiving on our lips. It's warfare, and it's beautiful. Um, Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Okay, Paul's in prison in chains when he wrote the book of Philippians. Roman prison. Like the brother wasn't living it high on the hog, as they say in Colorado. Um, he was in prison, and this is what he said. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with complaining. No, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. God does not have to answer your complaints. He doesn't have to answer your gripes and your grumbles. He does answer prayers with thanksgiving. Let's put a praise on it. You know, uh, an old youth pastor that used to work at Res always said, bad attitude spoils everything good, and a good attitude spoils everything bad. Okay, so as I wrap up here, and I'm just thinking, when we put our prayers with thanksgiving, God will answer them. Amen? Okay, this is the part that's the silly part of the message. You know how Kurt calls his messages things that are weird? I'm a little embarrassed for the video I'm about to show you. I'm going to be fully honest with you. But it's something that I thought of. I was thinking about going to war and changing the atmosphere with praise and thanksgiving instead of grumbling and complaining. I was thinking of the word grumbling, how grumble rhymes with rumble. And then I was like, 
let's get ready to rumble, you know. And I thought, let's rumble with grumble. Let's, let's take it down. Let's take down grumbling and complaining. Let's go for it. Come on. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so listen, I'm going to show you a video, and I want you to think of what's happening. You're going to see Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And he's fully clothed. Praise the Lord. I just scoured the internet because, sheesh, I did not want to show, show a video with him and many of his outfits. But, um, but you are Dwayne The Rock Johnson, okay? And the other guy's going to get up in your face, and that's your irritating situations, right? My boss hates me. I'll never get promoted. Ooh, he's provoking you, right? God doesn't care about me. That's what the enemy is going to say. My friends don't really care. My life is the worst can't stand my spouse. That's the thing that's trying to provoke you. And you're going to rumble with, the, with the, the heart attitude of grumbling and complaining. And you're going to body slam it and put a praise on it. Okay? So we're going to watch that video. <laughs> All right, let's go. Is that the sorry line? Uh-oh. This is you. Take off your shade. You're like, what? You think I'm gonna complain? Oh, oh. You want me to grumble at you? Huh. What am I gonna do? I'm gonna put a praise on it. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. We're gonna be aggressive to take down complaining and grumbling. Complaining and grumbling and not giving things to God darkens your heart. Romans 1 talks about when people don't give glory and thanks to God, their hearts become darkened. We're going to body slam those things that provoke us, and we're going to put a praise and a gratitude on our hearts. Why? Because it ushers us into God's presence. It prepares the way for miracles and breakthrough in our lives, and it changes the atmosphere. What if Christians were thankful, grateful people all over the world? What would the atmosphere be like? What would the atmosphere be like? We should be the most grateful people. Thanks again for tuning into the City Lights podcast. We appreciate your support, and we'd love to fellowship with you. You can visit us on Sundays, 10 a.m. at 4100 20th Street in Greeley. Be sure to check out our website at citylights.church, where you can submit prayer requests, receive info on special events, and find our social media links. We're glad you could join us, and we hope you have a blessed week.